Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all of your support. At MyPillow, we not only have pillows, but we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size My Pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the queen size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code RENEGADE or call 800-889-6817 to receive this exclusive offer. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is a show where you take control of the airwaves and you can bring up whatever is on your mind. Uh, by the way, the number, if you want to join us here, is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, of course, you can uh, bring up absolutely anything that you want to discuss. That is the uh, the point of the show. And Arya, I hear that uh, your restrictions in the Crypto 6 case have loosened a little bit. Yeah, loosened a little bit. I mean, I'm allowed to use YouTube and Twitch and stuff for purposes other than gaming now. So I can actually catch up on some of the music videos and stuff that I've missed. And that's wonderful. That restriction never made any sense <laughs> whatsoever. It, it didn't. I mean, a lot of them did. It's like... Having only one social media platform didn't make any sense to me. I'm officially back on Twitter, so that's All right. wonderful. All right. In case I happen to get you know uh, you banned get from banned. YouTube again, yeah. Probably and, get banned from Twitter I mean, not again YouTube. too. I, get, I do get banned from YouTube all the time, but mm-hmm. I'm at Facebook. I will still have somewhere. I've only been suspended from Twitter once, and that was for repeatedly calling Sununu a fag <laughs> until evidently he or someone else reported it. Oh, it was just mm. suspended, I see. I was telling Ian today, I was like, she did get kicked off Twitter once and I said it was for that. It was temporary, but it didn't go away until the person who was managing my account then went into Twitter and manually deleted the tweet. And mm. at that point, they reinstated the account for whatever reason. <laughs> wow. Very, very peculiar. It's ridiculous. So, uh, congratulations on that. Now you have more freedom to do things online. You get more show prep abilities and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I can you know, use Wikipedia and stuff now. So, if there's something I need to learn about, I can actually go and learn about it. It'll oh make God. the next year of awaiting the trial a little bit more tolerable under your bail I mean, conditions. A little bit more, yeah. Because they've now, there was a meeting this morning of the, uh, the attorneys and the judge. It's uh, what they call a status conference. And in that status conference, again, we're, we weren't allowed to attend, but the attorneys were. And according to um, my conversation with my attorney afterwards, he said that it's now going to be at least November of 2022. I still October, think that's November. too optimistic. Yeah. I, I think come November, it'll get pushed back to May of 2023, and we might actually see it happen in November of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I'm still betting on May of 2024, yeah. honestly. Meanwhile, I can't leave my house without permission from the government. 
Yeah, that's rough, man. And uh, our friend Nobody, co-host Nobody, he cannot be on the radio with us. And you and I are the only two of the six defendants that can even have com- uh, communications with one another. Yeah. So it's just a crazy, uh, crazy situation. If you want to know more about what happened to us uh, on March 16th of this year, head over to thecrypto6.com. I don't know if they've posted the new uh, Ledger documentary there. I know the, the I was told they did said that he was going to. So that would be a good thing. So check that out. Yeah, there is a new documentary that's out there about us. It's like a 10 minute little quickie that you can. It's watch. really good, though. It is well, well done. And obviously in favor of the Crypto 6. Well, so. it was made by Ledger. I mean, they're correct. A, a hardware yeah. wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, you can join us here and you can bring up uh, absolutely anything that you want. There was a video that was being passed around social media in the last 24 hours of one of these goons in Australia. Apparently, this is the Northern Territory. So this is a different area than we've normally talked about. We've talked about Melbourne. We've talked about Victoria. Those, I believe, are the southeastern corner of Australia. This is the Northern Territory. Creative name. And here (laughs) is what... Michael Gunner, I believe, is his name. Now, who is he? Their chief minister. So, like, I don't know, the prime minister or something like that for that specific territory. Here's what he had to say, and then we'll get into an article about it. But uh, As you know, last is- night we took urgent action to escalate our response in these communities, immediately implementing a hard lockdown. That means residents... That's the word hard. Okay, I was... Hard lockdown. <laughs> Jari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their home. They can only leave for medical treatment in an emergency or if required by law. Right. So the other word that was I ne- did not understand until I saw the actual transcript. They no longer have the five reasons. Almost sounded hmm. like you said fire. Uh, yeah, but I knew that. The five reasons. So like, so they were allowed to leave their home, but only for five specific reasons. Right. Now that's gone. And now they can only leave for a medical emergency or if required by law. So if they have a court date or something like that. So how are these people supposed to get food? Guess that's up to them to figure out. Are, do they have DoorDash there? Are I they allowing that? You, probably they probably that. feed you in prison. I would just go outside, get put into prison, and at least I would be able to have food. Well, and that's <laughs> What's a good, the difference? That's a good point, Bonnie, because that's absolutely what is happening, as he will reveal here. It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to House Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. We've already identified 38 close contacts in Pinjari, and that number will go up. Those 38 are being transferred now. I contacted the Prime Minister last night. We are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel as well as army trucks to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts and to support the communities. Okay, so translation, what he just said was that anyone who is a case or a close contact, so somebody with whom they can prove that you have had, you know, you've been at the workplace with this person or you're a household member or you walked by him on the street, I don't know, but, you know, they're right. going to they're gonna ask them, hey, who have you had contact with? And then they're going to go and snatch all those people up. Right. And they literally are being taken by the Army, the Australian Defense Force, that's the ADF, that he mentioned in army trucks to what is called Howard Springs Quarantine Center. Now, uh, were you guys on the show when we talked about the quarantine centers in Australia? I have not heard about it. Uh, Yeah, like some weird name like Happy Land. It wasn't Um, Happy Land. It was something else. Yeah, there's a new one where they're building. I know you're talking about it was, um, I forget it as well. Yeah, something weird like that. There was one that hadn't been built yet that they were announcing. Well Camp. Well Camp. That's what it was. Well Camp. 
Um, as though, strangely, it's actually the name of the place that they're building it just by coincidence, but it sure does <laughs> sound like a place where you go to get well. It's a camp right? where you go it's to get camp. well, yeah. Uh, but they already have facilities there that were built for other purposes. In the case, I think, of Howard Springs, which he mentioned, uh, it I, if I recall it correctly, it was like sort of a uh almost like a it looks like a trailer park almost looks like manufactured housing but not not trailers but kind of that that same look to the housing like the uh, fema camps post new orleans in new orleans after katrina maybe not as crappy but okay. uh but it was made by private industry for like workers on cons- certain construction projects like that they had to stay on for a long time or something like that and the facilities i guess were purchased by are they're being rented maybe by the government so uh, anyway, it looks like you're in like a, a manufactured homes kind of uh, trailer park and there's men and women that are the government agents working there that walk around in complete hazmat uniforms. I, I assume this area is fenced in, right? Yes. With mm-hmm. like razor wire at the top. I presume there's razor wire at the top. If there's not, I bet you they're going to add it real soon. Yeah, because people don't like being, you know, in prison. against their will. Yeah. Concentration camps, you might say. So the story here from TheGuardian.com, their COVID outbreak in the Northern Territory is expected to grow beyond locked down areas after nine new cases oh my God. The horror. were detected in the remote community of Binjari, about 320 kilometers uh, to the south of some other town. Let's see. Binjari has, it's very small. There are 274 people living in Binjari. So this is sort of like, this is like out in the bush, I think. Yeah, fewer than 300 people living there is, that, that's not even a town, that's like a village. Binjari and nearby Rock Hole have been placed into strict lockdown in response to the outbreak, and the Australian Defense Force has been called in to help with transferring positive cases and close contacts. The NT's chief minister said a 78-year-old woman was being treated in the hospital, while the other eight cases have been taken to the Howard Springs Quarantine Center. Why can't they just be left at home? To, and told the to quarantine. Because this is hard. They're getting hard with this lockdown, and they're um, getting serious. I, I was going to ask, what is a hard lockdown earlier? Well, it's where he described uh, where you don't get to leave your house for any reason at all except for a medical emergency. Basically, that's it. Or if you have court. One or the other. So, that's it. Well, uh, but if the, you're caught outside of your house, they're going to hurt you or something. I don't know. But having COVID isn't really a medical emergency for like 99.9% of the population. So, Correct. the Australian military is breaking this dude's orders by allowing people out of their house. Oh, it's for a medical or it's for a, uh, a governmental purpose. So, it's totally fine. Uh, true. Remember, they exempt themselves from their own rules in this case. 603-283-6160. And in most cases, 603-283-6160. We'll tell you more about the hard lockdown. Coming up here in moments, and do you think this can't happen here? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and of course, you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Aria. We're talking about the latest out of Australia. Now, right now, actually, two of the countries on the planet that are the most offensive, the the most crackdowning, uh, crackdowny, the most cracking down, the most oppressive, I guess, would be the most right. Most egregious to human rights. The yeah. crackdown under. Yeah, the crackdown oh, under. Yeah. Uh, it's happening there. But also Austria, we should, uh, they deserve a, a mention here because Austria has made it. 
the first nationwide unvaccinated lockdown. Now, in places like Australia, they have state-wide lockdowns, and I suspect that is what's going on with the Northern Territory, where if you are unvaccinated, you have to be in a lockdown, but they'll let you out for five specific reasons, one of which is to go shopping, you know, get essential items, so-called. Like, Which seems store. like it would be important for a person to be able to do. And this is supposedly the softer lockdown, or are you describing... That's correct. That is the okay. softer, the normal lockdown. But now, two towns, and they're very small, uh, Rock Hole and Binjari with... I don't even... I couldn't even find the population of Rock Hole, but Binjari, just uh, you know, a few hundred people... Uh, have been put into a hard lockdown, which means that the only reason you should be outside of your house, according to these government gangsters, is if you have a medical emergency. What shocks me most about the how Australia is handling this is that it's you have to be inside your house. You can't be in your backyard, on your property, or mm-hmm. anything like that. You have to actually be inside your house. No new cases were confirmed on Sunday, but Gunner, this is the premier or whatever, the chief minister of Northern Territory in Australia, said more should be expected in Binjari and lockdown arrangements for nearby Catherine and Robinson River were likely to be in place for several weeks. Quote, what has become clear to us based on the level of movement that has been happening in some communities outside of Catherine is there's a real risk the virus has reached the connected communities further away. Given this, we are issuing a mask mandate for communities in the West local government areas. And then he names them off. Gunner said Binjari was a low vaccination community and urged people to get vaccinated against COVID. I can't believe Australians are still putting up with this nonsense. You've been locking down off and on, mostly on, for the last year, and it hasn't worked yet. Yeah. It has not eliminated COVID-19. It should be clear at this point that their life is going to be perpetual lockdowns every other every few weeks if they continue to allow this. And it should be clear that the vaccinations and the lockdowns and the masking all combined don't do diddly squat to stop this virus. They certainly don't. But that's not really what this is all about, is it? It's not really about stopping a virus. That's just the excuse that these government gangsters are using to exercise as much control as they can get away with on these populaces. That's what this is. It's crazy to me that there are that many people in Australia willing to be the cops and the military that enforce these laws. It's crazy. Well, hey, they got to pay the bills, right? They got to put the kids through school. I mean, they they're can't just lose following their... orders. Yeah, I mean, they can't lose their jobs. I mean, it's not like freedom matters to them, obviously. It's the job that's important. When you talk to, you know, cops How about- could you say that and, and stop everybody else in your community from working at their jobs? How could you even believe that? Well, that's a great question. I would love to hear a police officer answer questions like that. but They I just, wouldn't. No. They, they would just say something like, look, I'm just doing my job or I'm just yeah. doing as I was ordered or whatever. Because that's their favorite line of defense. It didn't work in Nuremberg, but I don't think you're going to have the international court putting anyone or holding anyone responsible for this. Maybe in time, but for now, the international court is firmly behind the whole world, this sort of Yeah, I mean, every almost every government on the planet, with few exceptions, I mean, Sweden, maybe Belarus, uh, that's about it. Maybe there's something I'm missing. If I am, let me know where else in the world you, know, you can avoid this stuff. 603-283-6160. Maybe there's some island nation somewhere that's not taking this seriously. I don't know. Well, in the United States, it varied drastically from one mm-hmm. state to another. And still does. Yeah, but 
Every single state, I believe, in the U.S. locked down at least temporarily. I believe even Florida did at one point. Here, here they called it stay at home 2.0 in New Hampshire. Did they call it 2.0? Yeah, I, I don't know what 1.0 was, but it was always called stay at home. They, they didn't use the term lockdown because it technically wasn't. No, it was very advisory yeah. for the average person. It, it was a lockdown for businesses, for people who owned restaurants and bars and stuff That's like true. that. But yep. for the individual who was just going about their lives, it left this great big loophole for people to drive through that whatever one deemed essential was essential so going on here uh they're talking about how they're going to likely you know expand these lockdowns to nearby communities well of course they are they announced that five men and four women had been diagnosed in binjari late on saturday it's understood the group is from several different households so just because nine people got covid not, it doesn't say that they're like serious because remember or they it died. Only, it only said one lady's in the hospital and she's seventy eight years old. Yes, yeah, so, so she's she pushing cannot it anyway. die. She can't die. That would be a that would be so much worse than locking down all of Australia and making everybody lose their lives and freedoms. So these aren't people who are seriously ill. They're just people who have COVID and they're being forced into a quarantine camp which is being you know somewhat overlooked in this particular story it was mentioned hmm. you know, I mean, worth pointing out if they were actually seriously sick they would be in the hospital along with this woman correct. rather than a quarantine camp yep uh let's see a woman in her blah 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 the outbreak was triggered by a 21 year old infected woman who illegally entered the northern territory in late october after contracting Hold the virus on. in that victoria was, that was more than a month ago well, uh, based on the odds. Yeah, yeah. A few weeks. It was at least three yeah. weeks ago, and it's just now causing an outbreak. And how would they know? They wouldn't. They just so make they this just stuff up. They just wouldn't know. And it's that like could that... be someone that, you know, an FBI agent or whatever they have there instead of FBI, that they've had walk somewhere and then, oh, got to lock everyone down. Well, yeah, you're right. They just make stuff up. But what they can do is they can point to this woman because at some point somebody figured out that she lied on her border entry form. Now stop for a moment and realize what's going on here. They <laughs> Papers, have border, please. Yes, they have border checks in between the Australian states. You cannot go from one territory to the next within the government, you know, within the land of Australia without having your papers checked. And so she told some, you know, border patrol agent a lie and was able to get through uh Whatever this check was. And so at some point they figured that out. The check didn't include a COVID test. And they figured out that she had lied and they figured out that she had COVID, apparently. Maybe she lied about like her reason for traveling or any any lie like that that wasn't that serious. And then they were just like, oh, this woman was infected. And now they get to point to her as, oh, oh she did this. You can't see, walk outside and talk to your neighbors. How could you find out that the government was lying about something? It's just like that dude in New Zealand who tested positive and they were like, oh, we have, we have to lock down the entire country because this one person is going yeah. to spread it to everyone. Okay, but how did that one person get it? He didn't just magically get it. <laughs> well, and now they get to blame this woman. So the government yeah. will point to her and say, no, look, it's not us doing this to you. I mean, yeah, we're the ones driving around the army trucks and loading you up. Into Literally them and the ones doing this to them. But no, 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 it wasn't. It's not us. This woman. See, if she hadn't lied, then we wouldn't have to do this to you. So blame her. Well, and the 
locking down of each individual state to where you have to get government permission to go state to state makes me think that libertarians need to break up and stay broken up in uh, all 50 states and make their own free state projects. That's the only way this is going to work. You're being facetious, of yes. course. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We can continue here with more of what's going on in Australia. It is an absolute nightmare, and this is probably, you know, not the end of it. More coming up. Free Talk Live. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us here. And the number is 603-283-6160. Talking about Australia, specifically the Northern Territory where they are rounding people up with the military, the Australian Defense Force, and uh, they are taking them to quarantine camps. And you're going to a quarantine camp even if you are just tangentially connected to somebody who has a case. If you've been in contact with somebody who has a case of COVID-19, you're going to the camp. Yeah, let's just bask in that for a moment that the military in Australia is actually taking people out of their homes, probably against their will, oh, and yeah. forcing them into a camp. And it's really 1984 to think that they're doing that just because you might have touched someone or walked near someone or been in the same room. I would say it's 1944, not 1984. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Um, well, 1939. <laughs> when did they start putting um, people? Was oh. it 41, 42? I don't know the exact year. I don't either. It was a little later on in the whole Nazi like occupation until people started getting thrown into the death camps. You've now, been near an unclean person. Yeah, now, I've look, been against you know calling allusions to the Holocaust and what the Nazi Germans did throughout most of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. But when you have a military literally taking people out of their homes and forcing them into camps, at a certain point, you have to make a Holocaust comparison because that's what they literally did in the Holocaust. Well, I mean, the people who are defending this, I'm sure there's plenty of people defending this. I, I imagine they're going to say, well, this isn't, that's not a fair comparison, Arya. We're taking these people so they can get better. We just want them to be well. This yeah, but they're but they're just fine. We're not. They're be not sick. People... If they were sick, they would be in the hospital. Look, we're not going to put people to death. We're just going to take them away from their freedom for a, at least a two week minimum because we got to keep them in the camp for two weeks unless they, you know, until they can finally test clear. And well, they we didn't could... start by killing Jews in Nazi Germany either. No, that's true. They, they started didn't. in Australia with killing corgis. What happened to corgis? A, a guy hit a, a health worker hit a corgi with like a lead pipe oh in so, somebody's pet corgi in a neighborhood. Don't know why. Oh, Australia has done worse than that. We, in order to prevent people from traveling across territories, mm. one of the Australian police forces or whatever murdered like forty-two dogs or something like that. Yeah. They they oh, killed the yeah. corgi. They killed that corgi that was just like running in a neighborhood and belonged to somebody in the neighborhood. 
Oh, I hadn't even heard that. So that was during all this? Yeah. By the way, Bitcoin.com is your best source to learn about cryptocurrency. Head on over there. Click Get Started at the top of the page. Uh, Bonnie's siblings were wondering about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash today. Like, what's the difference? I said, get over to Bitcoin.com. Uh, click Get Started, and that's where you can learn. What are the differences between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash? And, you know, what are the basics about cryptocurrency? It's more important now to learn this than ever. By the way, Bitcoin's on a discount right now. Uh, it's $56,000 today. Ooh. Which is... That's like 10%. Oh, that's almost 20% that's, yeah, off. Yeah, that's more than 10%. Yeah, yeah. For, I think it hit a peak of like 68000 just two weeks ago or something like that. So, you know, it might be, might, it might be a good time to pick some up. I can't, you know, say for sure what the price is going to do tomorrow. We don't know. But uh, go to Bitcoin.com, learn more there. News.Bitcoin.com is where you can go for all things crypto as far as what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency. The latest headlines updated daily there over at News.Bitcoin.com. So we're talking about the quote-unquote outbreak of nine cases of COVID in a couple of small towns in northern the Northern Territory in Australia where they've now rounded up dozens of people. As a result of this, and they, well, yeah, because they're doing it based on whether or not you've had contact with these people as well. Correct. So if you live in a home with them, or you went out to eat with them, or you had them. them over, or work with them, you have to go into lockdown too. Yep, and so they're taking people to uh, what is called the Howard Springs Quarantine Center, and they are using the military. And I suspect it's not an option. You know, when they, yeah, I don't uh, think you can say no when the military comes to your door and they're like, "Hey, we need you to come with us." Like, no, no, no I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to make a correction. It was actually China that they killed the corgi. And okay. I wish I didn't read the part of the story I just now read. Um, they went into this corgi's home. So he was running around the neighborhood. And one of the healthcare workers, government healthcare workers, was holding a crowbar. The corgi was went and hid under a table. They moved the table and hit the corgi. That's just horrifying. Well, they thought the dog was going to Probably not. The it's a virus. corgi. Oh, transmit the virus? I don't know. Because they were saying that for a while about animals, that uh, dogs and cats might transmit the virus, and then I think they walked it back later. But I, I read something about tigers testing positive in some zoo recently, and I don't even know whether or not to believe it. Who is the person out there who gave a COVID test to a tiger? Well, remember <laughs> when they tested like a mango or a papaya, a papaya. or something like that in yeah. Africa, and it, and it tested, tested positive. positive? And how do these cross-species tests work, right? Well, that was a blind test they just gave it like instead of putting the mouth swab on a mouth they put it on a papaya sent mm -hmm. it in the government didn't or whoever the testing didn't facility know. didn't know it was right. a papaya they just were like yep this is positive so it was obviously mm -hmm. fake faked yep. were you gonna say something else? i don't recall what it was okay. so uh some of the key uh, territories indigenous bodies have given their backing to gunners handling of the outbreak on sunday because again I, th I believe northern territories like a lot of the bush in Australia, so you've got a lot of indigenous people living up there, the uh, tribesmen and such. The Aboriginal Medical Services Alliance and councils of various different areas said they were, quote, confident that the NT government is taking all appropriate steps, unquote, to protect the communities involved. And now unvaccinated travelers will no longer be able to enter the NT from Monday under sweeping border rule changes. The only exception will be essential personnel and territorians returning from jurisdictions where the virus is not present, called green zones. 
Fully vaccinated arrivals from red zones where the virus is present will be able to quarantine at home for seven days, but will need to have a rapid antigen test upon arrival and return a negative PCR test within 72 hours. This is just to come home. And you have to be fully vaccinated. Unvaccinated people can leave, though, right? Are they free to leave if they don't want to live under this tyranny? Absolutely not. not. I, I don't think anyone don't is think allowed so. to leave Australia at the moment. Yeah. That. Well, you, did you mean leave Australia or well, just leave the territory? Leave to the territory or leave Australia. I, I don't really I think they're allowed. De- I guess that would depend on the neighboring territories. Well, if you're not allowed to leave your house, I don't know if you're, you'd be allowed to go Probably to another not. state. I'm guessing you're un, unable to travel as an unvaccinated person you know, across the You, you have to borders. sneak out of the country, like it's Cuba or something. Yeah. Uh, they must also get retested. Five, eight, and 14 days. Again, still talking about vaccinated arrivals from red zones here. So after the initial testing, uh, you have to get retested. So that's five total tests within a two-week period for people who are fully vaccinated. Yes, after leaving quarantine and stay in a high vaccination zone away from aged care facilities and remote communities. So you can count out visiting uh, grandma if she's in a nursing home. The home quarantine requirement is scheduled to end on December 20th with rapid antigen testing extended to all arrivals. Seems unlikely that this is actually going to end. I mean, who could possibly believe that at this point? Yeah, Australia has been doing this for well over a year now. They always have an end date and then it just gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because this is never going to go away. This is going to be with us just like the flu is. In fact, how is the flu doing this year? We are entering into flu season, right? I mean, didn't the numbers show last year that basically the flu completely disappeared as far as statistical you know, it numbers. did, and then we learned that the COVID-19 test they were using couldn't tell the difference mm. between COVID-19 and the flu. I suspect that hasn't changed. Right? I don't know whether or not it has. I mean, yeah. Is there even a flu test, or you, do you just show up to the doctor and they go, yeah, yep. that's probably the flu. you got the symptoms. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't think I've ever been given a flu test, but I've certainly had the flu before. Right, because why would you need a flu test? We know how to deal with it. Yeah, it's right? like a cold but it sucks a little bit more. Yeah, the doctor prescribes you some zinc or whatever the hell it is, you, you know, you might take. I mean, I've never gone to the doctor for a flu no, personally. No, why would we? That's just, silly. You know, drink a lot of water and get some rest, you know, and you get through it. Or you die, one or the other. Fun fact, I ended up having to research this a few days ago. And it turns out that the eight, people aged 18 to 49 have a point zero zero one six percent chance of dying from influenza. So, completely negligible, so non-existent like, chance. the same chance as dying from COVID. I don't remember the number from COVID. It's like like point zero zero whatever, right? Like I mean, almost no one dies from COVID either in that age range. Right. The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. But yet they're locking people into quarantine camps in Australia. People thought this was a conspiracy theory. It's actually happening. More coming up here. You can share your thoughts with us on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Open phones if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about Australia and the Northern Territory where it is now, well, it's not a crime, so to speak. You're not going to be charged with anything yet uh, for simply contracting covid But they are punishing you for it by picking you up 
with the uh, Australian Defense Force, which I understand it is basically the military. They're going further than that. They're punishing people who just have contact Correct. with someone who tested positive. And that means you're going into a quarantine camp. And we had talked about these camps here on Free Talk Live. We actually read a story from someone who had been in one of these camps. Now, initially what they were using these things for was for people who were traveling coming back into australia so for people who why would anyone want to travel back there if you got out of australia good <laughs> for you out, man right? stay out um well i mean unfortunately not a, immigrating into other countries isn't exactly an easy thing to do so at some point the other countries are like okay you've got to leave well where do you go uh and, and if you want to be a like a a world traveler there are ways to do this right like you stay in one place for three months and then you go to the next place and then you go to the next place and you can kind of there's ways to do this like i think the rule in mexico for instance is that you can stay for like 90 days or 180 whatever the number is there's like a certain number of days you can stay for and then you have to leave for at least some amount of time that's like you know, less than a day or something. So, like, you can you can go uh, into, I was it Guatemala, one of the connecting countries. I think Guatemala connects. Yeah. I don't know, man. You it's can South go America. In, yeah, you can go to, well, it's Central America, but you can go into uh, to Guatemala <laughs> and stay there and, you know, go shopping for a day. Or I don't know if you have to spend the night there or something like that, but there's like... It's like and you have you to can, at least step yeah. foot outside of the border right and then you can go back for another 90 or 180 days or whatever it is and then you're legal to stay down in in mexico that's as my that's not legal advice that's just what i've heard from people who who live down there and obviously there's some people that just stay down there and they don't bother crossing the border and they're technically illegal uh in, in mexico and you know if you don't get caught <laughs> you don't get caught um, so, but, I mean, that's how immigration should be. If you want to go somewhere, you should be free to go there and stay there if you so choose. That's how it should be. Yeah, that would be like a free world, uh, or at least a lot freer of a world. But what is it about that concept that scares so many people? Like even terrorism, libertarian terrorism, drug dealers. China would invade Aria. <laughs> there would be no drug dealers if the United States government would stop fighting the drug war. That's there, true. There would they be none of these drugs. Mexican drug cartels or anything like that. Just yeah, decriminalize there'd drugs. There'd be Walmart psilocybin mushrooms. And that could very well happen someday. Uh, I don't think I'd want to buy psilocybin mushrooms from like Walmart. Yeah, but if you only had... Actually, nobody said this to me recently. He said, if you only have Walmart psilocybin money, then... You should be able to get it. It's because there are people saying that there should be um, protections for little people um, regarding like psilocybin production. And nobody said just his response to me was, if you only have Walmart mushroom money, then you should be able to buy Walmart mushrooms. I don't disagree. I'm I'm not a legal expert. This isn't legal advice. But as I understand it, it's completely legal in New Hampshire to grow psilocybin cubensis. This I have not heard. But solely for aesthetic reasons. Mm. Really? As I understand it, that's the case. Well, did you hear about the Supreme Court case that happened like within the last two years that basically legalized all drugs for For religious purposes? purposes I did. I was on the night we talked about that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. That There is also that. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting position. But I mean... Uh, it's, shrooms are one of those things that just sort of grow places. And it's like, they do, yeah. What am I really supposed like to do dung. about it if just suddenly my backyard is filled with psilocybin cubensis? How does that happen? I don't know where they came from. It right. just happened. Yeah. And I, I think they're pretty, so I'm leaving them there. 
except for the ones that I cut down because they weren't pretty and they needed to go inside and fall into a glass of tea. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so then they're technically only illegal in that time, right? Like after harvest, essentially, until you As put I them understand in your body. <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, growing shrooms, you would think it'd be easy because they are mushrooms and they just kind of grow on things. But it's not easy if you actually want to cultivate and grow your own mushrooms. They have to be in like a very specific environment, right? Like right. there has to be very, very custom. I don't know what I know nothing about what goes into this, but you have to get the spores and they have to be in like a uh, like a fish tank or something. And I don't know. Probably it's some complicated and it didn't seem and, fun. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. And this was years ago when I lived in Mississippi, and even back then... That would have been bad to get caught in Mississippi, for sure. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't seem like it's going to be, A, a good use of my time, or B, any fun whatsoever, or successful. Interestingly, and we can talk about uh, toad licking and toad venom coming up here, because that's related to this discussion, but, and you and I both had the same story tonight, Ari, so we'll, we'll get into that, but... Bonnie and I were just looking today at the proposed legislation for 2022 and the legislation or the bill for uh, the not legalization, but decriminalization of psilocybin. Wasn't there one for all drugs? There might be. And I have not seen that one yet. But the one for psilocybin, the the text is now available. It's been assigned a bill number. I don't have it offhand, so I can't tell you what the bill number is, but it's there. And so we're able to actually look at the text. And the proposal is to basically make it the same kind of decrim level as uh, cannabis, which is a $100 fine for adults if they get caught. You get caught once, you get caught twice, it's $100, it's $100, and I think it goes to $300. But it's always just a fine. I didn't see anything in there about a misdemeanor arrest, which is something that they did include in the cannabis one, uh, which is the third time or the fourth time you get uh, popped for cannabis as an adult. It does become a misdemeanor in New Hampshire. But uh, I did not see anything about an arrest in this case. So awesome. uh, But again, it's just the first proposal of this bill. It you know, could be amended. I was explaining to Bonnie what the amendment process is. And, you know, for instance, a nice amendment would be to actually change it to just not just psilocybin, but any plants. Uh, entheogenic kind of plants so you know that could also include iboga it could include that would be uh, a good change cactus right so mescaline or peyote dmt things like that and there's a, an interesting organization out there called decriminalize nature that is working in different places uh to do this so new hampshire wouldn't be the first place to to do this actually no but it would be the best place to do this in my opinion yeah. because i'm in yeah. new hampshire yeah, and exactly. i would love to see that happen but the point I'm making is it's like we're not going to be groundbreakers on this one because it's already been done in other places. And that's a good thing because it makes it easy to point to the politicians and say, hey, look, they did it over here. They did it over there. And, you know, there aren't people jumping off of rooftops because they're tripping too hard. Well, we don't have know? to be groundbreakers in every issue. I mean, we get to be groundbreakers on the secession issue at the very least. For sure. Being the first state to actually propose a constitutional amendment that would allow New Hampshire to peaceably declare independence from the united states yeah, i mean no. t- to me being the groundbreaker on that is way more important than being the first state to decriminalize you know shrooms yeah no doubt about it in fact that reminds me i i've been kind of checking on a weekly basis to see if that particular bill that you're talking about the secession bill has actually gotten like a, a bill number yet so I'll, I'll take a look at that here in a bit and we'll see if uh, if it's out there yet uh, if you want to join us, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 
6160. Of course, you can bring up absolutely anything that's on your mind. Coming up, we've also got the Bitcoin City. If we get a chance, we'll talk about the proposal in El Salvador uh, for a Bitcoin City. Plus, economic concerns are apparently historically low amongst the American populace. Well, they're not at a record low, but mm-hmm. they are low consi- considering what how much people on average tend to care about the economy. Considering the circumstances that like, they should be caring, but they're not. Oh, they absolutely should be caring. Yeah. I mean, there are shipping containers lining up off the coast. Record numbers. Shelves are empty yeah. throughout grocery stores. Your, your dollar is rapidly becoming useless. No one's working anywhere somehow. And the, the president is saying, oh, you should expect not to be able to find things during Christmas or Thanksgiving, yeah, right. the biggest shopping season of the year. Thanksgiving shortages, uh, by the way, like it's getting harder to find the, Turkeys. the staples of Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Turkeys were completely sold out of uh, Aldi two weeks ago. Now, they were back last week, but sure. there was like there was a one day where there was absolutely nothing there, like empty freezers gas prices surging i had to order a few uh heating oil today mm-hmm. and sure enough it's up about 10 percent versus what it was a year ago wow and it's like this is only going to get worse but yet only like 20 something percent of americans consider the economy to be a concern i don't know if i can believe that number i mean is that a government number because what number? the 20 percent because I, I feel like i've heard about economic concerns more more co- often than normal like in mainstream it's a gallup poll Hmm. we'll uh, we'll pull that up here in a bit we'll get into it of course uh your calls and thoughts are welcome you can bring up whatever is on your minds and take control of the airwaves here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 hour two is coming up this is free talk live Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. As always, you're invited take control of the airwaves if you want you can bring up whatever's on your mind the number here is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 coming up americans economic concerns apparently they're just not that concerned uh we'll talk about it well americans are oblivious to the world around them more often than not i have noticed just don't see how you could be oblivious to the obviously inflating prices that are happening all over the place 
But we'll talk about that coming up. Aria, you've got that story with you tonight. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. But we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We've got uh, Mark Warden. He is not only the Porcupine real estate agent, but he's also a uh, state representative. Uh, Mark, welcome to uh, welcome back, I guess, to Free Talk Live. Thank you, Ian. It's great to be with you. And I want to salute you and Aria for your fall foliage hair color style this week thanks i'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen during the middle of winter well i I uh, think ian's going to have to do gray perhaps uh why would i do gray? that'd be so fun well whether (laughs) you've been meaning to or not your hair does sort of follow the that would be good a little what sorry mark little frosty frosty. would be fine do they even have gray hair dye they must right i'm sure yeah they have like silver okay mine's always a variation much, of red, though. A great political personal risk. I am calling in this show to see <laughs> you guys and <laughs> uh, say that some of us in the New Hampshire state legislature are uh, quite libertarian and anarcho-capitalist. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're, do, we're trying to do the good work to decriminalize drugs, for example. And although I'd like to see us you know, go the Portugal way, at least I'm pushing forward with some legislation to decriminalize, you know, little by little things like fentanyl and opioids. In fact, I got a call from a DA, in fact, a, a sort of a conservative Republican type district attorney who said, Mark, we're just uh, swamped with all these ridiculous cases. And I'm tired of putting 18 year olds in, in jail and charging them with felonies mm-hmm. for uh, small possessions of drugs. So it's it's an uphill battle, as you all know, but I'm working on it, and others are working on it. I, I feel like we're making progress. A little Does, bit I'm just curious, this uh, DA that is complaining about having to do all this prosecuting... Yeah, can't they just not do that? Is he going to... Well, that's another good question, but, but is he going to actually come and testify in favor of your legislation? And by the way, what is actually, your legislation yes. proposing? Yes, yes, he is. He's that's awesome. He's come and testify. And this is particular to fentanyl mm-hmm. and some of the opioids. Uh, um, and that they said, yeah, he said he would come testify in our committee. So I think Great. that can go a long way. That does make a difference. Uh, I mean, as much as we might like to just have average people sway the opinions of these politicians, the bureaucrats seem to hold more sway with them. So if you can get, you know, uh, the the guy that runs the jail and the guy that's the prosecutor and you know people in the mil- in the military or whatever, they just they hold more sway over them. But what is the actual proposal you uh, you're working on? What's the what? This know. is to first of all say no minimum drug sentencing for uh, possession Thanks. of of fentanyl and mm-hmm. opioids. Okay. And also, we're trying to reduce it uh, the felony charge to just more than personal possession. Right okay. now, if you have any any amount at all, it's a felony. Wow! And You're going to prison. My, my DA friend brought up a good point. Said, you know, if it's just personal use. That should not be a felony at all. It mm. should be busted down to misdemeanor, which means they would just let it go because most of these people don't prosecute misdemeanors at all. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, now, I know that there's another bill we talked about just a moment ago that is uh, p- proposing to decrim psilocybin, uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Is there an all uh, drugs decrim in this year? Have you heard anything about that? I, Bonnie and Aria have looked, at, looked over the bills and they didn't spot anything, but there's obviously... I don't remember if I did or not. There's over 800 yeah. bills, of course, so it's hard there, to really know. Yeah, there's so many bills every year, it's hard to keep track of them. And no, I haven't seen one that would be just a blank slate on all those things. Of course, I would uh, 
support something like psilocybin, uh, decrim, or pure legalization. Uh, but what I mean, is the, way the, in the, the fact? The reality is that it's just so slow to trudge through the legislature. Oh, yeah, and we we've had trouble getting through wholesale. Uh, uh, legislation passed. Ian may remember that I put in a bill many years ago to just remove cannabis from all the criminal statutes mm-hmm. and treat it like tomatoes. And it, it did pretty well in the House, but died in the Senate. So we, we try to tweak around the edges to get gradual improvement towards more liberty in our lifetime. That was kind of going to be my question. I think you pretty much answered it. I was going to say, what's why isn't there a bill that would just deschedule these drugs? They don't, I mean, they're, they don't need to be scheduled at all. They do not. The problem with legislators who are, in general, old folks and who generally like government yeah. is that they defer to the federal government. And if Awful. the feds say it's a scheduled drug, then everybody here will use that as, a, as an excuse to not decriminalize it here yep. because then we'd be uh, in conflict with the U.S. government. Which brings me to my next question, uh, Mark. What what have you heard, and uh, how do you feel about the proposal that uh, Mike Sylvia, who is also a great A plus rated uh, Liberty rep out there, has made to uh, have a constitutional amendment to allow the people of New Hampshire to vote on saying goodbye to the federal government? I think it's fantastic. Nice. Mike Sylvia is an amazing patriot and activist. Uh, he, he is fantastic. We are lucky to have him in New Hampshire. And I support that initiative. Let's see what the the people of New Hampshire say. If the legislature is supposed to represent uh, the people that vote for them, then let's uh, give them their say. Yeah, and I don't think that's a hard political position to take, even for even for somebody who might be against. Uh, independence for New Hampshire. They might be a loyalist to the empire. They should still allow. <laughs> they should still allow the people to vote on it, right? Because if Absolutely. they if they take the position that no, we shouldn't even let the people make a choice, then that's a pretty that's a pretty ugly thing to tell your constituents, right? Well, let's think about this. Um, we like to think that our conservative friends, uh, my conservative friends, I shouldn't say ours, might uh, like that idea. The Democrats are the ones who are always saying, oh, democracy. We mm, need right. the democracy in America. So uh, this it puts it right in their face and say, okay, yeah, if you want democracy, let that, let's, let's actually let the people vote on it. And I think they're going to um, put their tail between the legs and run home on this one. I don't know. I don't recall that many people. I mean, it's been a great number of years, but I don't recall that many people arguing that there shouldn't have even been a Brexit vote before it happened. I think even yeah. the people well, who were opposed Brexit to Brexit and the NH exit, and luckily, the new the Texas version of exiting has given us uh, a lot of publicity, a lot of support. So you know, let's join the crowd. I think it's great to bring this conversation up to the people. I also noticed something, and I'm, I'm curious of what you think about this. Um, you mentioned cannabis, and there's and how it had stopped at the uh, the Senate before. And I remember the senators made the excuse of, "Oh well, we support this. We know the people want it, but we're going to go ahead and shoot it down because we know the governor is going to not sign it because he had he had said he would not sign any kind of legalization of cannabis." Which honestly, I'm really glad for because I don't want to have a re- uh, regulatory structure in New Hampshire. I don't want to see regulations and taxes in New Hampshire. I know that there's some liberty-loving uh, free staters in office who who agree with that perspective. So it's actually a good thing that legal, legalization hasn't actually passed yet. 
But there are, I think there's more than one constitutional amendment proposed for 2022, which would effectively decriminalize all adult possession of cannabis. We already saw some decrim to where it's like a $100 fine for small amounts, but this would basically decrim uh, adult possession of cannabis. And cultivation. And is cultivation in there too? It's at least one of them. Yeah. What do you think about that approach? Because basically it bypasses the governor. It's uh, It allows the uh, the legislature to put this thing before the people and let the people decide with a two-thirds majority. I think it's fantastic. And that's how marijuana legalization actually first took hold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. was through the ballot initiative process. Uh, out the West, like in Colorado and Washington, they have those referenda and ballot initiative processes, which we don't have as much in New Hampshire. But I think it's a good start, and I think we do that. It'll be a clear message to the governor and to the legislature to get it done. Well, it would get it done, as I understand it, like instantly, because it would be a constitutional amendment, and the governor has no say over those, which is really interesting. Mark, thanks for joining us here tonight. I appreciate you uh, calling in with a legislative behind-the-scenes update. And there's more Free Talk Live coming up here in moments. That's 603-283-6160 with you in the studio tonight. You've got Ian and Bonnie and Aria. The BitBox is a 100% open source hardware wallet. What's a hardware wallet, Aria? I don't I, I don't have a ready to go explanation. It's it's usually like a USB device that mm-hmm. Stores your cryptocurrency in a secure way, like a cold storage, so that it's safe. It's not accessible by the internet. Right. It can't easily be hacked. That sort of thing. But you can just put your cryptocurrency on it. It's locked by a password or some other sort of system that you right. set up. But some of them are closed source, which means you can't know what the code is that's running on that little device. And whether you trust it or not, it's just completely a you know, flip of the coin whether or not you, know, you don't know. You can't audit the software. Uh, but with open source hardware, you could do that. Like if you knew how to I look can't. at programming, yeah. If you knew how to look at programming, you could do it. Uh, if you don't know how to look at programming, well, you can have some, you know, geeky friend of yours take a look at it for you. I but think just, Aria was saying she can't because she's restricted. No, no I mean, I, not a programmer. She's I, I, no I can't programmer. program anywhere near that level. Um, I wouldn't have any idea what I was looking at. But however, source, just knowing that it's open source gives me more confidence in it. Correct, because yeah. you know that anybody else who's got the chops can take a look at that code. And make sure there's not anything sneaky going on with it. So BitBox is 100% open source. And you can get your own for 5% off with code FTL, like Free Talk Live, over at box.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right to the BitBox website. Again, code FTL, like Free Talk Live. And we've already had some entries in our giveaway that we're going to do at some point in uh, in the future. We'll do an episode of Freer Talk Live. And we're going to give one of these BitBoxes away Here's how you qualify. You go to our Odyssey video channel over at video.freetalklive.com. Subscribe to our Odyssey channel. Maybe you already have, which great. You've already done step one. Take a screenshot. Yep. Take a screenshot of that. And then go to social.freetalklive.com and post that screenshot. Tag Aria in the post so she knows because you're the one who's collecting the entries, Aria. So that's why we're tagging you. And then you'll be in the uh, the drawing. And, you know, I can't imagine we're going to have a whole bunch of people doing this. There's a lot of hoops to jump through in order to enter this contest. So, Is it? I think so. I think so. 
I mean, how many entries do we have? Well, just signing up for... I I haven't checked as of late, but the last time I checked it was... I didn't count, but it was between a dozen and two dozen. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Just signing up for social media is kind of harder than a lot of people... Well, other social medias. So, you know, getting people used to jumping through like a little more hoops to get on a more decentralized and less controlled platform... Yeah, I think good. this is worthy. Like it's a worthy yeah. hoop to uh, to jump through. It's, it's I mean, not it's a hundred and twenty five dollar ish hardware wallet. I think I saw it at one hundred and fifty on uh, Amazon. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it's a nice piece of hardware. Head over to uh, again box.freetalklive.com to learn more about the Bitbox. So let's talk about people and their economic concerns here, Arya. There's been another study done by Gallup, and they've been doing these over some number of years. They've been looking at Americans and, well, uh, their level of economic concerns. Now, what that means, I don't know. I haven't read the study, but you've taken a look at it. So tell me more. Yeah, so only 26% of people name an economic issue, all sorts of economic issues, as the most important problem, meaning they lump ah, okay. unemployment in with that group, uh, you know, the, the mm-hmm. shipping shortages. They lump all of that into an economic, economic problem. Issue. All right. Americans' concern about the economy is measured by the percentage who mention any economic issues as the most important problem facing the United States has reached a high point during the pandemic. So it is going up, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is different than I thought. It's not just the other, you know, 74% don't care about economic issues. It's not their number one. number one. Yeah, so do, do they tell us, by the way, what are the number ones in this particular story? I don't recall that specific. Okay, all right. 26% 26% of Americans now cite an economic concern, such as inflation, unemployment, or the economy in general, as the top problem. I would say it should still be higher than that. It should be everyone's top problem right now. If they're paying any attention whatsoever, they should be concerned about the economy. It affects like every other aspect of your life, so I think you're right, too. Mm. Well, at the high point, well, at a high point for the pandemic, the percentage-raising economic concerns remains relatively low in Gallup's history historical trend dating back to 1991 the high point was 86 percent in february 2009 during the great recession and financial crisis even in relatively good economic times in the past it was common for more than 30 percent of americans to name an economic issue this this uh study finds that republicans 30 percent of them and independents 29 percent of them are about equally likely to raise an economic concern when asked to name the most important problem while Democrats are less likely to do so at only 18%. The most frequently mentioned specific economic issues are the economy in general terms, which is 10%. Inflation, only 7% of Americans cited inflation as their top concern. And unemployment at 5%. No other economic matters, such as the federal budget deficit, income inequality, or fuel or oil prices, exceed 1%. In recent months, even though fuel prices are extremely high, and I, you know, yeah. a lot of people want to blame Biden for that. I don't think Biden has anything to do with that, but they are high. They're hitting record highs, I believe, in some places. It's up about 150% since, not 150, up about 50% since the Trump administration, right? At least. It was like $6 or more in California recently. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Yeah, somebody posted on uh, whatever social media that they just hit their first three-digit fill-up that was over $100 for five gallons of gas in California. Sorry, not five gallons. Uh, Whatever the hell it was, 20 gallons. In both September and October, 6% of Americans said the economy in general was the most important problem. 
Before now, the percentage had not been in double digits since January 2017. Hmm. While the 7% of Americans citing inflation as the most important problem facing the country is similar to the 5% who did so last month, it is significantly higher than the 1% who named it in September. Now, if this is, uh, I'm, I've got a Gallup.com poll here, and this is actually from back in June. So I imagine this is the same poll. It's just I'm looking at an older story because I, I suspect they continue to do this like as the months go on. It seems they do one every month. Yeah, and they cite here 22%, at least back in June, up from 16 in May. Uh, 22% cited government as the nation's most important problem. Well, it's the nation's biggest problem, at the very least. So, I mean, again, these are very wide categories, right? Like, government is definitely a problem. What people are saying when they say that, you know, I don't know. Obviously, the government is a huge, or the government people are a huge burden on the economy. A lot of the things that are going wrong economically are created by the government. Not to mention the entire governmental system is just a cast of parasites. That's all they are. And you're saying it's what, 21% right now, overall? Uh, 26%, I think okay. it was. I'd have to scroll all the way back up to see. Pre- presuming this is the same poll, it's up quite a bit just from the summertime. What fascinates me is the increase in people concerned about inflation. We go from 1% in September mm-hmm. to 5% in October to 7% in November. It's well, a little too late to be concerned about inflation. Well, it's never too late. I mean, it, it, people have to f- wake up and figure out what's going on. And it sounds to me like they've been noticing well, the changes in the last two months. It's too late if you intend to stay in the dollar. It's not too late if you intend to get out of the dollar when you realize inflation is That's going crazy. That's what I'm saying. You can, yeah. you can take steps immediately. Bitcoin is on sale. That's a good point. We'll, t- we'll continue talking about this coming up here. And you can weigh in as well with what are the top concerns for Americans right now as opposed to earlier this year or last year or 10 years ago. 603-283-6160. And what is your top concern? This is Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Whether you want to weigh in on the latest Gallup numbers about Americans and what they think is the most important problem facing the country today, uh, and Aria, you've got that story we're looking here. I, I pulled up the numbers here as well just to take a closer look. And what it looks like they're doing is they're aggregating together separate answers. So there's people who said the economy in general is the biggest problem. But then there's other people who specifically said things like uh, unemployment slash jobs or the high cost of living and inflation. And so they're adding those numbers up right. together to get the 26%, I think it was. Uh, If you break them down separately, then you see that, like you said, I think you mentioned this earlier, uh, 7% of Americans are saying that inflation is the number one issue. Um, But 21% of Americans are saying it's the government and slash poor leadership is the number one issue. 
in uh, November of 2021. So, I mean, that's actually a pretty good thing, right? I'll sort of agree with that. I would say poor rulership rather mm-hmm. than leadership. Yeah, that's true. Because they rule, they don't really lead. A, lead is so, a leader is someone you want to follow, right? Correct. Who inspires you. Yes. A ruler is someone you have to follow because they'll shoot you if you don't. Correct. Yeah, a leader is somebody who goes first and sets a, you know sets the the path right. Like they they blaze the trail. Right. They're taking the risk of whatever it is that's going to come, and then they're going to show you, hey, you can follow me. Um, politicians don't do that; they're cowards. No, they they have an entire group of people that they pay to take those risks for them, called the military. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to comment here, you're welcome to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. And I do want to say thank you to Dan Gaudreau, who is a Free Talk Live uh, amplifier. He's uh, joined the new AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you right over to our new Patreon. And that is where he signed up as a silver-level AMPS. Uh, you can go and join over uh, over there at amps.freetalklive.com, and you get some cool perks, you get some bennies. Uh, for doing that and you help us advertise market promote and support free talk live that's amps.freetalklive.com thank you dan for that what else did you want to highlight uh from this study aria well the last mentions of excuse me the last time that mentions of inflation were significantly higher than now was in may of 1985 Hmm. so Hmm. people are more concerned about inflation now than they have been since may of 1985 which is good that tells me people are waking up Republicans and independents are far more likely than Democrats to say inflation is the most important problem facing the country because, as you mentioned uh, during the break, I think it was, Mm -hmm. Democrats are far more concerned about race relations than they are the crippling economy, the collapsing economy all around us. Mm. Which affects everybody. Yes. There are smaller, I mean, it disproportionately affects minorities. Sure does. It will affect the poor. Yeah, Yeah, right. Fair point. Neither inflation nor the economy in general is the most frequently mentioned issue overall. In fact, more than twice as many Americans named the government as the top problem, as you said. More Americans also mentioned the coronavirus than the top two economic issues. But as you mentioned, people mentioning COVID-19 as their primary concern is down. Correct. Or at least it was in June. What's down as well, looking at these numbers here from the study you're looking at, September coronavirus slash diseases was 21 percent so it was actually the number one concern back then then it went down to 15 in october to 13 in november so down quite a bit so people just aren't concerned about covid 19 that's good they should have never been concerned about it i would suggest but well that doesn't mean they aren't concerned that just means it's not their number one concern true yeah well it was not I, I would I think it's fair to say it was a concern for all of us at some point. It just wasn't a high priority. It was mm. a very lo- like sure I don't want to catch a cold, but I'm not going to go far out of my way to avoid it because it's just not that big a concern to me. Right. I was trying to find it just now, but I couldn't find it exactly. But um, there were some people on LRN today talking about how um, there was some mainstream media. You mean the Matrix. LRN.FM. LRN.FM. They were talking about a mainstream media like channel that came out with this article about how inflation is here now and it's just such a surprise to everyone. Nobody could have possibly (laughs) known about it. And I don't know. I just think that's probably why it's more mainstream recently because the 
you know, mainstream media they're is talking about talking it, about it yeah. even though they're not taking any, you know, not that the media needs to take responsibility, but they're acting like it's Where'd nobody could have known. From? Huh. Nobody's been talking about this, you know. I've been seeing that a lot on social media. It's people making fun as like, oh, who could have possibly seen this coming? Usually with like a picture of Ron, Ron Paul, Paul or something. Yeah. It's like, dude, or any libertarian. Yeah, Humboids. it didn't take Ron Paul to point out that printing massive. We've been talking about inflation for the last fifteen months. We've been talking about it for a long time, okay, true. many years here on Free Talk Live. But it certainly exacerbated during the last fifteen months when Absolutely. the government just printed. They went obscene. into overdrive. They and did. They're not slowing down, by the way. They're going to do more trillions here for these spending bills. You got the quote unquote infrastructure bill, uh, which that is one that one was three and a half trillion. And then they they reduced it to one point something trillion. Oh, that's but good. now they have another one point seven five trillion bill. So they basically oh, that's right. like, cut it up yeah. into two bills. Essentially, now they've classic got the, government. It's a build back better bill is the one they're trying to pass now. And I'm sure it will pass because the government loves spending money. Yeah. I mean, what's another $2 trillion on top of the $27, $28 trillion that the national debt's already at? Well, it's about 10%. You know, not quite 10% more, but... <laughs> oh, what's serious. that? 10% more inflation. Oh, no. Who's counting? We'll just print 10% more. That's probably what they're going to do. I mean, once you get to the point where you're dealing with trillions of dollars anyway, the numbers become kind of meaningless. Meaningless. Yep. Because there aren't nearly enough Americans to make those dollars actually meaningful or useful or valuable. Not when you have 20-something trillion dollars in debt. And yeah. instead of hearing the number, you think, oh my God, that is obviously primed to collapse. That's an enormous amount of debt that my brain can't even comprehend. Americans go, oh yeah, let's just add a few more trillion to it. It's fine. They'll just print the money they need. Well, you'll be a millionaire soon enough at this rate. At this rate. Or a trillionaire, uh-huh. if you last long it enough. It could happen. Without having to eat your neighbors or getting eaten by your neighbors. People don't think yeah. it can happen here, though. It can happen anywhere. I mean, it is happening here. It's just at a slower rate. Yes. Until the last year happened, at which, in which case the rate increased substantially, and it's only going to continue to increase, because that's how inflation works. And before you know it, we'll be at the period of hyperinflation. Yeah, I mean, they keep talking about lowering inflation, but what they actually mean is lowering the rate of inflation. They can't, they can't take the money, you know, the the money out of the supply, or at least they're not going to. They could, I guess, in theory, they could, you know, they could just knock off some zeros, yeah. man. <laughs> well, that's still, <laughs> as we've seen in Venezuela, that doesn't change anything. No, but it allows them to say that it changed something. Yeah, or that and it, it might fool the good. American people. Like, it's not fooling the Venezuelans at this point. <laughs> They're on their third iteration of knocking zeros off down in Venezuela. But, like, that game hasn't been played here ever. And so they it's might coming. actually... Yeah, they might actually pull it off if they try that one. I don't know how they could avoid it. I mean, eventually it's going to reach that point, right? And they would have to do it... They'd do it, you know, they'd, they'd take it easy like Venezuela did in the beginning. I think they only knocked off three zeros. Uh, the first time they did it. So they could do the, you know, just knock off a couple zeros and turn a $100 bill into a $1 bill. I just think crypto is going to mainstream for America to start doing that with their dollars. Why Why would crypto have anything to do with it? I just think that people would be like, that's crazy. I'm going to start buying crypto. I hope you're right. I appreciate your optimism about that. I did see- Well, my little siblings, like you said, were asking me about crypto today. And normally they're like, I'm going to ignore everything going on in life. Hmm. Oh, that may be an indicator. And there was also another uh, story in the news that three out of four Americans, I think it was, are aware of cryptocurrency. I, only only that many? That seems really good to me. I, I would have just would, would have thought it'd be higher. 
I mean, who hasn't heard about Bitcoin at this point? Well, think about lots of people are completely in their own little bubble. They don't know anything about what's going on in the news. They might know who Justin Bieber is dating or something like that. But, you know, they have no idea what's happening in the world. See, I don't know. It makes me really sad to think that someone would know who Justin Bieber is dating, but doesn't know what Bitcoin is. He's married. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, He's probably cheating on her. No. I'm sure he is. Oh, no. He's a good Christian. You believe uh, that one, right? No, not really. No, me neither. He showed up. With, <laughs> I believe uh, he has products to sell, yeah. and Christians are gullible, easy customers. Yeah, yeah. Well, he showed up with uh, Kanye West and Marilyn Manson at a church service recently. Oh, I forgot he was at that. Yeah, because Marilyn Manson is also a prime example right. of a good Christian. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he's turning a new page. He's, he he's might different. have to after all the allegations against him. He's Six, born again. 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to join us here, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. It's Bonnie and Aria. So, Aria, you and I, we both came across the same story here today from the U.S. Sun, and I don't know. It, is this something we need to include in a legislative package to decriminalize toads? I think it, if you don't get into like fishing and wildlife and those rules about importing, mm-hmm. you know, living organisms, I think it's probably legal to have a toad. It's probably legal to have the toad, but is it legal to lick the toad? Further, is it legal to somehow extract the psychedelic chemical 5-MeO-DMT from said toad and store and or utilize that uh, that chemical. I suspect it is not. Well, as I... Uh, I'm not an expert, never having licked a toad and can't imagine doing yeah. such a thing. I would speculate that since the creature is poisonous or venomous, which one... I don't remember which one I want right now. Yeah, I never really thought of toads as being particularly dangerous, um, but I guess you might trip if... Do they One just, like, secrete the stuff? I That is a good question. I don't know, but apparently, according to Luke Kenton over at the U.S. Sun, people are smoking oh, toad venom. That's okay. really weird. Well, that is better than licking the toad, which, which is what I thought they were doing. <laughs> I thought I thought they were licking the toad, too. It's probably pretty gross either way. Like, I imagine yeah. smoked toad venom Ew. is probably pretty... Yuck. I'm but, wondering how they harvest it. Like, maybe they... Touch it with something that makes it want to secrete its stuff. Yeah, is it and just then, come off its back? And then they like use some kind of thing to scrape their back or something. So they're like torturing this poor toad so Probably. that they can get. I, that doesn't sound. That doesn't sound like the kind of thing someone who had truly done DMT mm-hmm, would right, be would willing to do. do. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and I bet you there's a video out there. There's probably somebody who will show us the process of how to extract toad venom. Uh, that apparently people like... Can't you just get it from plants and smoke it that way? Well, yeah, DMT, I, I, I don't know a lot about 5-MeO-DMT, but I, I know that it is a thing. I've seen that chemical structure name out there before, um, but I didn't know specifically that you know toads were one of the sources for it. I presume it's also available in plants, but that would be something worth, worth looking into. 
Uh, obviously, it's related to other forms of DMT, which is one of the entheogens, which we've talked about here on Free Talk Live when we've been discussing legalization or decriminalization of things like psilocybin or uh, other plants or uh, fungi. Those other plants, a lot of them include DMT, which is frequently used in uh, ayahuasca ceremonies. And people that have done these ayahuasca ceremonies, they swear by it. I mean, they think that they've had very, very good experiences doing ayahuasca. I personally have never done it. Um, Not to say I haven't had the opportunity to do it, but you have to basically have a weekend. Oh, wow. It's like a day long, right? Ayahuasca is going to last for many hours. I've I've heard it's as long as, you know, 12 hours or longer. And then, of course, there's the recovery time afterwards. I would not. And is it like equivalent to a DMT high? It is a DMT journey, basically. For twelve hours, as I understand it. Wow! Yeah, yeah. no, I I'm good. It's it's pretty intense, <laughs> uh, supposedly. Like if you've got some uh, some underlying issues that you haven't dealt with in your life, you're gonna, <laughs> in, yeah. you know, in this uh, experience. So a lot of people really have had life changing kind of level experiences. But you got you know you got to do it with a, a sitter and a, a shaman, if you will, somebody that you know knows the ropes and is gonna brew the tea and and take you through it. And and there are there are these journeys that or these um, retreats that are actually being offered in some countries around the planet now where you can it it used to be that you had to go to like the south american rainforest or somewhere in the woods in central america and like find some tribe and like talk to the shaman and they do this thing where they 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 host these ceremonies but you really would have to be like a backpacker in your 20s or 30s or 40s or whatever like you got to be in good shape to like hike out to these places that sounds really fun though You'd have i mean to... if you would if you knew that you know you weren't going to run into you know an unencountered tribe that was going to you know chop your head off or whatever yeah yeah, I was going to say, you'd have to trust these people that they weren't, you know, even just going to rob you or something. That you know, is They're taking you, they're guiding you yeah. through, you know, like a rainforest. I mean, they probably don't have much use for your iPhone or your credit cards, though. If- well, it depends. So, it uh, th- that is one of the concerns that um, has sparked the but creation. But you're also bi- backpacking, so why take all that nonsense? Yeah. Well, you got to have money. I mean, still, you know, if you're going to stay in a hostel or whatever, you still got to pay the hostel. I just know that we read in a book recently about uh, Terrence McKenna's uh, experience with it. And he said it was like kind of like, you know, you had to be open to this experience because he was just giving his life to these people because he was going to yeah. be like passed out. Yeah, they're going to take care of you. Uh, and if you've got a recommendation from somebody that you know, then you'd probably be fine. But there are people who would just be in South America in like that that area and just kind of looking for that opportunity. And then they encounter somebody in a bar and he's like, yeah, I can take you into the, uh, you know, the rainforest. Mm. We'll take you on an ayahuasca journey. Just come <laughs> with me. And then they get, you know, waylaid, essentially. Oh, they're going to take you on a journey. Yeah, all right. You get robbed. And, you know, luckily, you know, you're lucky if you survive the encounter. They just take your money. So that has happened. And that's the reason why that there are now these actual like resorts where people who can afford it, it's, you know, in some cases it's more expensive than others, but so different range in in price, but you know, whether it's a few hundred bucks a day or a thousand bucks a day or whatever, they've got these all inclusive resorts where, you know, room service and, you know, you're having a, you're having an ayahuasca trip in a much more like safer kind of locale for a lot of people especially older folks who might want to go and do something like that or somebody who doesn't want to trek into the middle of the the rainforest right so those are available now and whether or not uh, mike tyson went to one of those uh well he's talking about this toad venom according to the story it's found in the bufo alvarius toad 
and contains 5-MeO-DMT, which has been touted by some of its purveyors as a miracle cure for mental health issues such as depression and PTSD, as well as substance addiction. Yeah, that's generally true of all psychedelics. Correct. Uh, and earlier this week, legendary boxer Mike Tyson, who, uh, believe it or not, is only 55. Like, when I think of Mike Tyson, I feel like he should be older than that. Me too. But That's no. because in boxing, you have to retire at like 23. <laughs> yeah, he's only 55. Credited the venom known as Bufo with helping him kick a dangerous cocaine habit and lose more than 100 pounds in less than three months. And good for Mike Tyson. He has had a roller coaster of a life. A life, yeah. I mean, it's good to see him, you know... Moving forward, progressing, becoming a better person. No, he really has, too, in a lot of... Uh, I've seen him in other stories about how his personality has uh, has undergone some pretty serious changes, and he's just been become this more much more compassionate uh, individual over time, and I imagine this is a factor. Uh, he spoke during a conference in Miami claiming that he, quote, died, unquote, during his first trip, and said using the drug has provided him with an entirely different perspective on life. Well, it could certainly feel like you died and you experienced the death they call that an ego death right in uh trip parlance they mentioned that during this article as well he says i did it as a dare <laughs> he says i was, I, was I dare you to lick this toad well, remember they're smoking apparently oh, that's the, right the toad venom that's even worse in a way right because you're going to extract this stuff and then somehow smoke it does it sound healthy? He says, I was doing heavy drugs like cocaine, so why not? It's another dimension. Before I did the toad, I was a wreck. Before I did the toad. <laughs> I was a wreck, he I said. I have so many ethical concerns right now. The toughest opponent I ever faced was myself. I had low self-esteem. People hmm. with big egos often have low self-esteem. We use our ego to subsidize that. The toad strips the ego, he said. Go Mike Tyson. He said further, in my trips, I've seen that death is beautiful. Life and death both have to be beautiful, but death has a bad rap. The toad, or rap, he says, uh, the toad has taught me that I'm not going to be here forever. There's an expiration date. And what he's saying here is very similar to what a lot of people, you know, come to conclusion, very similar conclusion to what a lot of people who take psychedelics or entheogens do. In fact, in fact, there are people who um, who've been diagnosed with terminal illnesses who will, under a therapeutic session, take these sorts of drugs. Now, it's usually not toad venom, but, you know, whether it's uh, LSD or uh, I think there was a recent study on psilocybin in terminal patients. Yeah. And having them come to grips with the fact that they're going to die, there's really nothing, there's no better way to do it. Yeah, they were no longer anxious about it or something like that, if I remember the study. Much more accepting of what was going to come eventually. Tyson, who reportedly discovered toad venom four years ago, claimed the drug has made him more creative and helps him be more present. He has now tripped 53 times. Oh my god, that's, I'm trying to Google how to smoke the toad venom, and the main thing that keeps popping up is addiction. Are you addiction. using a VPN for this? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's, it's addiction center, and it's talking about toad venom addiction and abuse, and how people can get addicted to it. Well, he apparently uses Bufo up to three times a day. Wow. To uh, recenter And they're just in Mexico. These toads are just in... Yeah, there's more coming up here. We'll talk more about it in Hour 3. It's Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program here. And you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind with you tonight. We've got Ian and Bonnie and Aria. We're talking about Bufo. What is Bufo? It is apparently toad venom that some people are smoking and or vaporizing and getting high, according to a different story that I found while I was just looking for more information about this over at uh, Forbes, for, uh, published in February of last year. It's about a 20-minute trip, so very similar to a, uh, a smoked or vaporized DMT trip. Maybe slightly longer. A little bit sounds a little longer. Yeah, yeah I saw when I was reading about it, it said up to an hour. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, well, this is what Forbes said, so I, you know, who knows? Maybe different people have different experiences with it. But Mike Tyson is saying that he do he does Bufo about three times a day and has tripped dozens of times already. And he cites this as a major change to uh, his personality. And he uh, you know, has had his ego die, basically, and has seen that death is beautiful, as he says here. I mean, he's really got some interesting things to say about this and you know when you think about mike tyson you don't think he's got much interesting to say at all but it turns out he's actually a really thoughtful uh guy now and he's not like this monster who's biting people's ears off i was gonna ask anymore. did someone else bite his ear or did he bite someone's ear uh, he, he bit uh it holyfield? holyfield's ear yeah. yeah oh god he's he's changed a lot since then apparently i think he also pushed his mother down the stairs and i think he was accused i don't know if he was no i think he was convicted of raping a woman I, I think he she was his wife or girlfriend violent. at the time. Yeah. Oh, God. But, but I mean, he was a coke addict. And, and he was, he was alcoholic. Heavily probably. on steroids. Yeah. And th- those aren't excuses, by the way, but it's like he was a severely damaged person. Well, you, you are to some extent what you eat or do in this case. And now he's turned all of that around. He really has. Uh, so according to the story here at The Sun, the-sun.com, uh, t- Tyson, who discovered toad venom four years ago, says the drug has made him more creative and helps him be more present. Similar to the former heavyweight champion, Hunter Biden claimed in his recent autobiography that the psychoactive drug helped him stay off of crack cocaine for more than a year. He wrote in Beautiful Things, quote, I know it sounds loopy, yet whatever else it did or didn't do, the experience unlocked feelings and hurts I'd buried deep for too long. It served as a salve. Salve? How do you pronounce that? I think it's salve. Salve. 
HGTV celebrity Christina Hock also preached the drug's apparent benefits, writing in an Instagram post back in July that Bufo had helped her mental outlook for the better. She says, I met Josh when I wasn't in a state of fear or fight or flight, referencing her boyfriend, Joshua Hall. Oh, thank God I thought Josh was going to be the name of the toad. Me too. I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) She said, I had taken time off social, hired a spiritual coach, and smoked a Bufo toad, which basically reset my brain and kicked out years of anxiety in 15 minutes. Why is it called Bufo? Has that been explained? Because it sounds like a word that I don't think I can say on... The I'm air. gonna guess that's a Spanish term, oh. but I, well, I don't know. I think it's just the name of the toad. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Here it is. It's a genus of true toads in the amphibian family Bufonidae. B u f o n i d a e. I almost rather say the whole word than just bufo. Now the sun isn't exactly like a respectable publication. <laughs> yeah, so. they're the ones that gave us a uh, Bitcoin poppy. I mean. What was it? Dogecoin Poppy. Do you remember that? Poppy? The singer? There was a guy that said that a lady held him at gunpoint and... No, that wasn't The Sun. Oh, it wasn't? No, it was an art- It was a new site I had never heard of before. Okay, sorry. It's about oh, this woman that was like... a questionable article about whether or not she was held at gunpoint and forced he to have sex gun- with He was held at gunpoint and forced to have sex with somebody because he had showed her that he was a Bitcoin millionaire. Right. Yeah, she wanted and there was to no trap proof him. That, that was actually true. Sorry, it wasn't the sun. I, I thought it was the sun for some reason. The sun is kind of like a tabloid, right? So <laughs> it's it's that, absolutely a yeah, tabloid. Keep that in mind here. Uh, so there. Now, so now we get into the sun and talking about the substantial risks. Many others who've taken the drug, which is considered the most powerful psychedelic on the planet, attest that it's helped them to shift anxiety, social awkwardness, and has reset their brains, or even helped them become more spiritual and less fearful of death. Few studies have been conducted on the drug, but some trials on a synthetic version of 5-MeO-DMT have indicated it may indeed be effective medicine for treatment-resistant depression. Additionally, though, with the likes of Mike Tyson, Hunter Biden, and Christina Hack have failed to mention, is that there's also a number of dangers associated with taking the drug. While toad venom is I not... I can't wait to hear what these are. Yeah. While toad venom is not any more physically dangerous than other psychedelics, it is more powerful, which comes with substantial risks of its own. Well, yeah, you shouldn't do DMT unless you've done other psychedelics before, and you have at least some idea of what to expect, and you're fully aware that it's the most powerful one out there. And if you're responsible, you will do it with a sitter who is not doing the DMT, and they will sit there with you just to make sure you don't get up and you know do something that you weren't expecting to do. While under the influence of this thing. Uh, speaking to the Sun, Martin W. Ball, PhD, who is a non dual entheogenic educator, author, and host of the Entheogenic Evolution podcast, stressed the drug's potency and saying, said that taking it can mess with one's entire concept of reality. That's kind of the point. He said, it's so profound and unique that it really can't be compared to any other psychedelic, and it's in a class all its own. Within seconds of inhaling the smoke or vapor, the subjective experience is that one is dying. If the individual can choose to let go and surrender to this process, then there is the possibility of having a full, non-dual experience of absolute oneness. However, if in any part, if any part of the ego does not let go and surrender and deeply allow the experience to unfold, it can be extremely traumatic, difficult, frightening, and can cause lasting after effects that are difficult to integrate, he says. I'm really curious whether... 
you know, this toad venom is different from other forms of DMT. DMT, yeah. I, I don't know if they're describing, you know, this is just how DMT is or if this is how this specific you know, variation of DMT is. Yes, this is a good question. Uh, this would be a question for somebody who for sure has taken both substances and can say, oh yeah, it was basically the same, or no, 5-MeO-DMT is way more profound. Because I do, I do agree with you, Aria, that having done DMT in my life a number of times, I've never done the ayahuasca version of it. I've only done the either smoked or, or vaporized version of it. And it is by far the most beautiful uh psychedelic experience i've I've ever had like physical beauty of seeing you know things yeah. looking amazing um i've never had the breakthrough on dmt i've never wanted to really go that that far with it um have you no you're talking about where like people see the little clockwork elves and stuff like that but i imagine the, that's the blast the, off like yeah, the blast off is you're not it. in the same room anymore you leave your body you're up in you yeah know, i've never experienced that and i'm also Neither. not really sure that i want to me either. Yeah, I think you would have to kind of want to or something. I mean, I'm the kind of person who, even if I experienced all that, I would know that I was just tripping and that mm-hmm. there weren't really clockwork elves running sure. around or whatever these people say. But a lot of these people, they don't have that sort of tie to the reality and they come away from these things convinced that that's how the world really is. Well, I mean, who's to say that there isn't, it's, it may not be the world that's that way. It may be some other kind of, you know, dimension or whatever that you're experiencing in that particular case. Because it is interesting what's, what some people say about this thing. Uh, there's a book that I have read, and I'm not remembering the title of it right now, but I believe it's... The Spirit Molecule. Spirit Molecule. And there's another one I, I've read as well. And, you know, they've done experiments on people in hospital kind of settings, and administer DMT to these people, like pure DMT injections, basically. Wow. Okay. And had them describe the experience. Obviously, you can only say so much about an experience like this, right? Because words generally don't do it justice. But from what they could describe, a lot of them had a very similar experience of essentially leaving their body and going into this other sort of domain where they were, you know, having conversations with. I don't know what you want to call them, aliens or some other sort of ethereal beings, basically, and just very, very interesting stuff. The, the, the real key being that they were like completely disconnecting from their physical reality and having very similar experiences. And then when you combine that with the fact that the body generates DMT through the pineal gland, especially at the time of death, it does make one wonder about what the purpose of that excretion at that time is. What is this book? Um, I'll go. I'll go get it for you. Okay. <laughs> Just to make sure I get the, the title and the author right. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. This is Free Talk Live. Smoked it, whether you have vaporized it, apparently it's becoming quite a popular thing with celebrities now speaking in favor of the process, which is uh, basically the use of DMT, as we can see here. Now, what's the difference between, you know, normal DMT and 5-MeO DMT? This is a good question. 
Uh, is there a significance uh, or a significant difference between the two? That much I don't know because I can't say I've ever tried uh, 5-MeO-DMT, and it doesn't sound like the, either of you have either. I'd be willing to try the synthetic version, mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like the collect the extraction method is fair to the toad. So I'm not sure I want to do the actual toad venom. Well, it doesn't. At the very least, it does not kill the toad because the people who are harvesting, according to a video that Bonnie and I checked out during one of the breaks from Vice, they uh, they actually interviewed one of the uh, the Mexican gentlemen who does the harvesting, and he seems to feel compassionate towards the towards the toads. Like he's very appreciative uh, towards them, so he doesn't seem like a monster. Uh, at least, what if it puts them at like a disadvantage, like? Because they can't defend themselves with their venom anymore. Well, he does say he finds the same toads year uh, after year, so they seem to be fine. I kind of feel bad now for whatever predators those toads have to deal with that they evolved this venom in the first place. It, like, just you're going to take a bite out of your next meal, and then suddenly you're encountering aliens <laughs> in hyperspace. <laughs> like uh, that poor seagull or whatever, man. <laughs> So we're talking about the toad venom experience here. Not that we've had it personally, although I have done DMT and you have as well, yeah. Aria, and you have as well, uh, Bonnie, I believe. But you know, none of us have really had the breakthrough experience, not, and that's because we haven't really been seeking it. I think that if you if you want to, you just got to keep on going, and then you know, purportedly, as I understand you'll, it, you'll yeah, get there, yeah. Um, it me, just it doesn't sound like a, it sounds like an interesting time, but it doesn't sound like a very good time. I think and it can vary. May, it, maybe it's worth it. And it's so great to not blast off. Like, it feels so great just, like, being high off of it. I just don't want to ruin it. Yeah, it's a really beautiful experience. Unless you're somebody who is maybe not akin to that sort of thing. And I, I think about Chris Cantwell, of course, when I think about people who have not had beautiful experiences on DMT. That was him on DMT? I don't know why I thought that story was him on Mushrooms. Uh, the story is he was at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and smoked DMT in front wow. of some other people who he may or may not have known. So probably not the best set and setting <laughs> uh, to do it. And that's that really sounds like something Christopher Cantwell would do. Would do. Yeah. And this was back when this was before he became racist, Chris Cantwell. And this is back when he was just crass comedian libertarian, Chris Cantwell. See, at, if he had maybe been willing to actually go in and fight those demons, those inner demons, maybe he would never become racist chris cantwell you know what you might be right about that um probably he he was he had a terrible trip i mean it was a a horrifying experience for him was he like screaming or just like quiet some sort of negative like physical reaction like that i don't i did not watch it personally i didn't see that happen i just heard the stories about it and i and i heard about it from chris like he did not have a good good time on it well that's psychedelics for you i mean if you've got some baggage you need to deal with you need to know going into any psychedelic trip that you may very well end up having to deal with that baggage that may not be why you want to do the shrooms right but it's going to happen eventually yep yeah and that's an important thing to uh to to realize and and again set and setting also very important who are you with where are you are you in a place you feel comfortable are you with people who you feel comfortable because if if the answer to any of those things is no i'm not comfortable then the answer should be no you don't want to take that toad okay <laughs> do or, the toad don't you don't want to do the toad you don't want to do the psilocybin you don't wanna, you want to be somewhere where you're comfortable you know instead of Doing toad venom or synthetic toad venom, why don't you just do Wim Hof, Aria? What is that? It's a breathing technique that can apparently give you the DMT experience. That's right. We were supposed to look this up, but we didn't actually do it. So thanks for bringing that back up, Bonnie. Yeah, um, some of our friends were uh, mutual friends were telling us about this. 
So I've me, never heard of it. I haven't either. Here not with, by the name. With the the Sun story here about the toad venom. So, uh, so they do. You know, I got to give the Sun credit here. I thought that their section on the risks was going to be much more overblown. And but it were, sounds like the risks they're talking about are the same ones that we've talked about. Yeah. Don't, don't do were, this if you're not ready for it. Right. And they were reasonable about it. Like, look, you may face some things you don't want to face uh, about yourself. So while the celebrities taking Buf- or make taking Bufo appear to be easy and blissful, Ball warns that taking Bufo is not a decision that should be considered lightly. While it can be blissful, it can also be extremely destabilizing, even when someone has a positive experience. Quote, how many people are truly ready to meet themselves as God? He added. Yeah, our doctor says that he doesn't recommend that people who have ever had a break from reality take mushrooms. And I know somebody that... I think really shouldn't shouldn't try it because she's ha- had a break from reality and she is so crazy. I think that if she took mushrooms, like might just make her crazier. It's not an overstatement or hyperbole. This is what we're dealing with here, and it should be treated accordingly. In worst case scenarios, I've seen people who have temporarily lost their ability to lose language, feel unable to function in society, and for lack of a better phrase, are scared S-less as a result of their 5-MeO DMT experience. People should know these are very real possibilities before choosing to explore 5-MeO DMT. A doctor... Uh, uh, my- I mean, it does sound bad, but... The psychedelic person within me is like, okay, well, if that's that's your reaction from doing DMT, then do it again hmm. and keep doing it until you're no longer afraid of it hmm. because you've dealt with that fear and you've done it to the point where like, okay, I'm just going to die at some point. At that point, it's almost impossible to be afraid because hmm. you know you're going to die. Yeah, you definitely don't want to go into this thing with fear. I mean, it's obviously if you're going into an experience you have never had before, there is going to be that sort of trepidation of having an experience you've never had before. Um, But I don't think even if you can defeat and you should defeat fear of the psychedelic, you should never lose respect for it. You should never go into a psychedelic experience thinking, hey, I got this because then. It'll get you. Yeah, every <laughs> single one could take you down a rabbit hole you're yeah. not prepared to go down. <laughs> right. Uh, you don't get to control. Uh, you know, if you're really going beyond that level, then you don't get to decide. And at that point, uh, you have to be experienced enough to know, okay, I just got to ride this go out. With it, yeah. I mean, and it can last um, after being, you're done being high sometimes. I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from taking psychedelics, though. So No, I don't. I, what I want to do is make people realistic to some extent about you know what the possibilities are here and be responsible um and that's why i advocate having a sitter as somebody who's got experience who's not going to trip you know with you because again these are short trips like with the the toad venom or a typical dmt experience you may be looking at 10 to 20 minutes maximum and that includes the you know the come down or whatever so this it's not a huge investment of time and in a lot of cases it's going to be something you can, you know, be fine afterwards. Actually, you'll feel quite sure. good in uh, in a lot of cases. But at the same time, that ten to twenty minute trip could very well could be with longer. you for the next six months of your life. Yeah, and it could or be longer in a, good, in a very good way as well. Like they said, the, the, you know, a lot of cases this can help people with addictions. This can help people with anxiety, with depression, PTSD. So there's very, very, you know, good uses here. But you do need to do your research on it. You do need to learn about it. You don't just want to just stumble into like like Mike Tyson did. Like, hey man, try this. You know, <laughs> uh, might work. Out. I dare you. Not the best uh, environment to do that. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Don't operate a forklift, you know, while you're you're doing these sorts of things. More coming up. 
You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And if you want to weigh in on your experience with Toad Venom, we'd love to hear from you. You can take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Take control of the airwaves here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched their investor token worldwide, and you can buy it on an exchange. It's both centralized and decentralized. They've got the centralized exchange called XMarkets, exmarkets.com. You can just register with an email address. They don't care who you are. You don't have to give up any of your privacy to, tra- uh, to trade over at XMarkets. And also Uniswap. Uh, if you go to intercoin.org, you can get the Uniswap link there if you prefer to use that. Uh, exmarkets.com. Again, for X Markets, you can uh, buy or sell the ITR token there on either of those locations. And you just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Ian, Bonnie, and Aria are in the studio here tonight. Uh, we're going to go to KTFS listener Matt. He is in Texas listening in Texarkana. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, sir. Yeah, I just, uh, I normally listen to this radio station in the morning, catch a little news before I go to work, but I was listening to your, your piece about psychedelics. Yes, sir. And, um, as far as any of them go, I've, I've tried them all. Um, have you done toad venom? (laughs) I I have not done toad venom. I haven't looked at toad. How about DMT? Uh, Just normal DMT. Uh, no, I haven't done just normal DMT. As far as mushrooms uh, or any kind of acid, you know. Okay, uh, you're there. Gotcha. Day, day flyers and never clear. Um, anyway, day flyer seeds and never clear mix. But I uh, and was a meth user for a long time, Oof. and I look back at all that stuff that I did, and I mean, there's there's hardly any of it that I didn't try. There's some that I didn't try because I was scared I'd like it as much as I did everything else. Mm-hmm. But I look at all that stuff now being on the other side of it and see that I was really trying to put something in that hole that that I couldn't fill with something uh that I could put my hands on and put in my body. Uh, it was uh it was a longing that I believe is put in everybody by the creator. Some people fill it with money, some people do it with relationships, material things. They're always trying to grasp something that's not gonna fill that spot, you know, um, but I give my life to Christ May the 16th of this year. And, you know, you get a good feeling out of the highs, any of them, but it's just temporary, you know, it doesn't last. And some of it can send you into the other side where you're not even, you know, sane anymore. And several people that they never come back from it, you know? Um, so do you feel that Christ has filled the void in your life that you were attempting to fill with drugs? Absolutely. He has filled that void. Um, 
and now I have meaning and purpose. Before is where it was just like, man, just to just to deal with myself. That's what I did. So really, drugs weren't really my problem as much as it was me not walking in the purpose that he had fulfilled for my life. So he allows things like that into people's lives for the purpose of turning them to him. So what would you say that your purpose is now? Reaching other people who were just as lost and and toiling in that addiction as I was. Now, would you say that, I mean, before you go on, would you say that everyone who uses drugs is an addict or are there people who can use drugs in a responsible manner? I was um I was a functioning functioning addict. I'm a toolmaker machinist and I've uh, I've always held a job down. I mean I was an employee at a Fortune five hundred company for mm-hmm. five years and you have to hair follicle to get a job there. So I was functioning. Mm-hmm. I mean I could stop, get the job and go on. But I was as miserable as anybody's ever been, mm-hmm. you know. Just because I just I didn't have you know those fundamental questions you read that people ask themselves, you know, why am I here? What am I doing here? You know, what is my purpose? Where am I going? And if you don't know those things, then that brings about misery. You know, you hear people say that ignorance is bliss. My experience is it's not bliss. It it brings about sorrow. It might be blissful for a season, but at the end of it, it's just sorrow. But um, anyhow. Yeah, I don't I don't deny that there are a lot of people out there who are absolutely addicted uh, to various different substances, whether we're talking about methamphetamine or alcohol, you know, you fill in the blank. There's all kinds of people with their their preference of whatever it is that they want to use. And I think you're right. A lot of them are trying to fill something that, that is missing uh, from them. But I don't think every person who's using uh, you know, psychedelics, especially uh, is using it for the for those reasons. There are people who are using them for spiritual purposes. Um, maybe they don't believe in Jesus per se, but they may be like myself. I'm a panentheist. I believe that uh, that everything is God and everything that is not. So the metaphysical also uh, is God, basically. And so for me, these experiences, which I do very rarely, and now I don't get to do the, to do it all because of some bail conditions I'm on. But prior to that, it was fairly rare that uh, that I would do them. We're done for spiritual um, purposes. So to me, yeah, I, I, I was already mean, yeah, whole. Side. Yeah, I was already mm-hmm. whole, and this is just a you know a way to kind of enhance and to uh, experience something that's uh, that's different. You're unique in that way, Ian, because I've never met another person like you that just always seems to always be whole and never changing and i don't know well, i mean we're all changing constantly i don't know not like you i i just feel like i don't know everybody that i've ever dated is always like i was so sad and then i met you and then they end up being actually crazy it's because there's a void in their life mm-hmm. but you 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 were already happy with yourself and you just say like meeting me was just cherry on top type of thing you know you never were just like oh i'm lost without my soulmate you were just happy doing your thing because you had a purpose for one thing. And um, Matt, I'm glad that you found what um, you feel like gives you a purpose. So I saw them like putting that that down. I think that's the, the main thing. People just want to find something that is their purpose. It doesn't have to be all the same thing. It doesn't that's have true. to be the same answer. Right. Well, uh, so, so, you know, he made mention of it being like a, their spiritual side to it. And I believe that when you tap into any kind of drug, uh, a certain amount of use of it, uh, not as much with the psychedelics. You don't have to take much to get into it, but uh, it puts you into the spiritual realm a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, you, um, I do. 
And, and, and so you, it's no coincidence that certain people take, you know, this drug and all the way across the world, another person can take it and see the same thing. Yeah, well, but, there's um, actually, uh, we're in the middle of a book right now, Bonnie and I are reading by Terrence McKenna, and it's it's getting into a theory that we're probably like only a quarter of the way through it, but it's getting into a theory that I've heard before, and I don't remember which movie, I don't know if it was Zeitgeist or, or which movie it was, but where they talk about how Jesus was a mushroom, basically, the idea being that religion uh, didn't come to man until they started taking psychedelic mushrooms uh, like ultimately that it was you know on the the plains of africa basically where people first encountered these things because there weren't psychedelic plants right like there there weren't they just weren't available but mushrooms are going to grow in cow dung or whatever dung of whatever animals and so hungry people going to try some mushrooms at some at some point they're going to realize uh that there's something really unusual there so the suggestion of this book is is that it's the taking of these psychedelics by our ancestors that actually created things like language and religion and you know all these things we take for granted today kind of interesting bill hicks first suggested that in a comedy sketch uh sketch back in the 90s that's also when the book was written by Terrence McKenna. I oh, suspect really? that similar things are being you know, said by multiple people. Go ahead, Matt. Well, that's one of those things, you know, I guess uh, my background is I grew up in church. I mean, I was as religious as you could get. But the one thing I always missed was he's looking to be Lord and Savior. You know, not just Savior. You know, a long time I just thought, man, out of the worst two places, I don't want to go to hell. You know, it was all driven out of fear. Like, uh, and And I was looking for a Savior, but I wasn't looking for a Lord. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't until I finally surrendered my whole life and said, hey, this, this life that I have, it's no doubt in my mind that you've given it to me because there's no accident that this stuff is, is all around us, you know. And uh, at that point, things changed for me, you know what I mean? I went from being religious to having a relationship, and that's what it's really all about. When you look in the Bible, like a lot of people want to complain about everything that's happening in the country right now as if this is some kind of, something that just popped up overnight but see it it developed in the spiritual realm and now it's manifesting itself in the physical matt thank you for the call tonight i appreciate you calling to share your experience uh with us and the number here if you want to join us 603-283-6160 not the path that uh, that i'm personally on um you know you same yeah a lot of us i think all three of us actually grew up christian and have sort of grown away from that into a different direction but also a positive one more coming up this is free talk live That's 603-283-6160. It's been actually a really good discussion here uh, tonight on toad venom and psychedelics in general. Phones are open, of course, if you want to weigh in here, especially if you've tried toad venom. We still have not yet heard from anyone, except for you know Mike Tyson, but he didn't call in. Uh, we, we did get some interesting quotes from him, however. With you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, you can join us online, by the way, over at freetalklive.com. And don't forget about Freedoms Phoenix, a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty, then freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch will keep you up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Just head over to freedomswithanSphoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. 
com. We go to Stoke calling us from Grafton, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Stoke. Hey. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the community up here in the Shire and how it's probably different from a lot of other places. And I, I haven't tried toad venom, but it sounds interesting and maybe I'll have to try it one day. But yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of um, ways out there that we can connect and, and become more peaceful and, and accepting of the world we live in. And I kind of I, I sympathize a lot with the, the last caller who called in about um, religion as being somewhat of a, a savior for his life. And I think it's it's similar for a lot of people throughout the world is as you enter adulthood, particularly in our country, we are um, kind of becoming more of an individual and less of, of the family tool or participant that we were as a child growing up or a cog and and it's difficult to transition, and a lot of people will use drugs as one way to kind of seek out the community that they're looking for. And, and But anyway, so I've been uh, looking for community, and I think the Shire is a great place for people who love freedom and share our ideology. There was at least five different events this weekend that I had to choose from as far as... Um, Just to clarify, to Stoke, you're referring to the uh, the New Hampshire Liberty migration where freedom-loving people, libertarians, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists have been coming here for close to two decades now and coming together to actually have an intentional community of freedom-loving people who are activists and who are going to make changes to actually see more liberty in our lifetime. Give me an example of these five different events from which you had to choose. Uh, what did you have as options? What did you end up deciding to do this weekend? Uh, well, there was, some of them were, were more public. There's um, so many different. There there was a gun church yesterday, or what's say Monday, so Sunday, once a month, there's a gun church at, at one place where people go and practice firearms training, and mm-hmm. it's somewhat of a religious uh, observance to become more of a practitioner of, of the defensive arts. And that that's one. Uh, the one that I ended up here in Grafton County was uh, just a totally free place where um, we're out in the woods being able to choose whether or not we even want to wear clothes and um, nice. didn't have too much of a bonfire because it's a little a cold nice in New Hampshire, yeah. a little but chilly. <laughs> it's supposed to be 25 tonight, Aria said. Well, we had a nice um, hot wood stove and it, mm-hmm. it was actually extremely warm in here. Oh, um, I bet. So we, we had a lot of food and and community. There was a lot of people here that were able to come together. It was somewhat of a housewarming. We were fixing the place up. Uh, we did actually go on a tour of the property and, and walked around in the woods for a little bit. Yeah, I do hear day. every now and then I will hear of like some clothing optional events uh, that are happening. Obviously, these are things that you're not going to find on like the Liberty calendar that just anybody can show up to. Uh, but I have heard yeah. of, a, of another one where a bunch of people like went into a sauna at somebody's house, like 20 plus people, and uh, everybody just got naked. And, you know, it's all good if, you know, if you're cool with that. Yeah. So per- personally, I, I believe in, in all forms of liberty and freedom and, and personal expression. And, and as long as it's consensual and, and you're sure. not uh, infringing on anyone's rights, I mean, and it's unfortunate that there's uh, so many people who only believe in certain types of liberty or freedom. And it goes for people here that have moved to New Hampshire as well as other places. Like you look at Vermont and they've got the, the clothing freedom for everybody in Vermont, not just on private property, but on public property. You're talking about that it's in most places in Vermont is legal to be naked. 
uh, in public. There are some cities where they have outlawed it, like in the downtown area okay. or whatever. Uh, but statewide, as, as I understand it, that is the case, although I'm not an attorney. I should point out here, though, since you're talking about some of the more, let's call it libertine aspects of the uh, the Liberty community here. There's also the other side of that. Like, you know, for instance, there's the Liberty Christians or whatever. They, you can be- better believe, are not getting together in, you know, nude uh, re- resorts or whatever. Uh, they're, you know, they're this doing... Is fine. Pre- they don't have to go yeah. to the nude resorts. Right. They're getting together and they're doing Christian things, you know, together. They're singing or, you know, having a caroling or whatever it is that, you know, they might be doing. Uh, those are... There, there are all sorts of people here coming from all different interests together but the one thing that joins everybody is that we all just want to leave each other alone and that we just want people to have the life that they want to have well i actually would disagree i think it's it you know leaving each other alone is is more of like an isolationist i think some people and as adults and i think that's one of the problems that that people are seeking out he means not impede on anyone else's ability to live their life as they choose yeah thanks for that clarification aria that's what i that's what i was referring to like you know even though a christian for instance would not necessarily agree with let's say uh what is it that they do in manchester the polyamory for instance uh to you know with that sort of thing then that's okay they understand that in order to be free to be allowed to be their Christian life that they want to have, they have to allow the polyamorous people to have their polyamorous life and vice versa. The polyamorous person doesn't want to foist their viewpoint on the Christians. So that's the thing that that unites the libertarians and the freedom lovers here is that we all just understand that you have to leave other people be in order to be free to live your life how you want. Anyway, uh, Stoke, anything else you want to share? Yeah, well, I, I did want to get into more of like the individual aspects as as adults, um, and a lot of people will go to religion and get a, try and get a connection with God because we are alone so much of our lives, and it's difficult to come to the realization that we don't have a community. A lot of people out there don't have a community, and if if they want a community, maybe they can go buy some drugs and hang out with uh, drug dealers and drug addicts because they're always looking to sell that and hang out and. Um, and do that is a very easy community to get into because they're very accepting also, just like libertarians, the drug users aren't going to call the cops and, and snitch you out. For yeah, they might rob you. I mean, <laughs> they, uh, they're easy to access because they aren't, you know, usually the most discerning people as far as who they'll uh, spend their time with. For sure. Uh, it just depends, and right? Like I there's think- different people that use various different substances and some are more dangerous uh, than others. Yeah. I mean, everyone sure. is trying to fill I'm, a hole, right? Like, Stoke, you're using community to exactly. fill a hole. Uh, the caller from Texas was using Christ to fill a hole. Other people use drugs exactly. to fill a that's, hole. That's what I was... Yeah, some of these are just more socially accepted than others. But to me, I don't care what hole you're trying to fill or how you're trying to fill it, as long as you leave me the same freedom. Thanks, Stoke, for the call tonight. I definitely do appreciate hearing from you. And I think that this is, you know, for people out there, if it sounds interesting to be around freedom-loving people, to be around principled people that actually understand the ideas of liberty, this is the place to do it. And you can find those sub-communities that you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for the the good Christian families, they're here. If you're looking for the wife swappers, you know they're they're here, right? Like whatever else is in between, uh, you can probably find those people. So uh, let's see a little bit more here from the story about five meo DMT. The substance is not currently legal in the United States. We're talking about uh, toad venom. However, it is widely available in both Mexico and Canada. 
It's claimed that practice... Does that mean owning one of the toads is illegal in the United States? I suspect it is completely legal, but the use of it for psychedelic purposes would likely be illegal. That's just my guess. Not an attorney. Uh, It's claimed the practice of licking or inhaling bufo toad venom has been around since the Middle Ages, but it regained popularity as part of the 1960s counterculture movement. After seeing how they get the venom out, I absolutely can't imagine licking the frogs because it's not like we thought just sitting on top of the first layer of skin on the back it's like a pimple popping and it's disgusting i could not just pop a frog's pimple into my mouth and it's literally like at least from the footage we saw of vice it's like this green slime kind of color it's a lot like (laughs) like like you'd see on nickelodeon as a kid or something way more than a pimple it's definitely not very attractive i was so hungry before this segment of the show started Ah, so there you go. There's there's a lot more to this story, uh, and uh, like I said, it's very well done at uh, the Sun D hyphen Sun dot com. I'll take the link and I'll drop it into our social media. You can head over to social dot if you haven't yet joined that platform. Hey, you can say what you want on there for the most part, unless you're a spammer, in which case we're gonna get rid of you. Uh, but you get a get a lot more freedom to express yourself because it's not run by Twitter, it's not run by Facebook, some mega corporate big tech. Uh, corporation we're in charge over there so you can go to social.freetalklive.com you'll auto follow all i believe all three of us and a few other free talk live hosts and you'll find this post over on the free talk live channel there i think it's at ftl see you tomorrow online in the meantime freetalklive.com on free talk live we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day from wrestling superstars like glenn jacobs you guys really are having an impact i believe like i said uh, a lot of where i am now is due to listening to free talk live you changed my mind on some very important issues years ago to random people tuning in on the radio i was kind of stuck in the left right paradigm i heard your show by chance on a saturday night from there i went on joined the free state project and become an amplifier so i mean that's really the reason why i amp is uh because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.